This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, a postal strike looks a lot more likely today. As you heard in Bob's News, Canada Post said it has issued a 72-hour lockout notice to the Canadian Union of Postal Workers, which means there could be a work stoppage by Friday. Now, Canada Post said it plans to suspend the collective agreement as of Friday, and it blamed prolonged negotiations, the union's strike mandate, and the financial cost of a rapid decline in mail volume. But that notice does not necessarily mean that it will shut down on Friday. As usual, however, older Zoomers would be hardest hit by a mail strike. We discussed that here yesterday, and yesterday CARP warned us about the possibility of an increase in fraud activity if there is a work stoppage, partly because people will have to be doing more things on the phone. So what could that fraud look like and what can you do to protect yourself? Uh, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 740 Want to hear from you about how you might be inconvenienced by this, what you are going to do to fend this off? And in the meantime, on the line, I have Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre Senior Analyst, Daniel Williams. Hello, Daniel. Hi there. How are you? Just fine. So uh, what do you think could happen in terms of fraud as a result of the mail strike? Well, you know, the scammers, uh, they're very quick on their feet. You know, they see an opportunity, they strike immediately. Um, A situation like this, you know, you can expect scammers phoning you, uh, sending you emails uh, saying that you know a payment has to be paid by this new method. Uh, you have to follow these instructions, or you know this, that, or the other will be cut off, shut off, what have you. Uh, what they're hoping is they can get people to act quickly without taking the time to verify. Because uh, as long as you verify with whom you're dealing, you've got them beat every single time. Okay, uh, and uh, how can people tell? I mean, it, it, I imagine it's, uh, uh, it's going to get more difficult because people know they have to pay. They're not getting a grace period. The bills are due. Uh, seniors are, you know, more anxious about having their bills paid on time, perhaps, than some of the rest of this. You know, anybody that you have to pay, that, you know, that it's something that, is going to cause some type of uh, discomfort if you didn't pay in a, in a timely manner. They're going to be big enough that they're going to have a website that you're going to be able to track down who you're dealing with, how you should be uh, co- corresponding with them. They'll be, there shouldn't be anything left to guess with. There shouldn't be anything left to, uh, you know, having to take the word of a stranger over the phone. It, it, you should never allow that to, to, to happen. There's no reason for it to happen, no reasonable company or agency is going to expect you to, to operate in that manner. They will all give you the, the opportunity to verify who you're dealing with. And if you take those steps, 
you know, if you take the steps to verify, you can't be scammed. And, and one little trick that, you know, you're almost guaranteed to see the scammers pull is they'll say, oh, um, by all means, you know, check us out with such and such. And they'll actually give you the right people to check things out. But, you, you know, using that just as a technique of saying, well, oh, well, if this guy is saying it's okay for me to check him out, then he must be legitimate. No, mm. it, it means that he's hoping that you take the make the jump of saying, well, since he says he's okay, he must be okay, which is all what the scammer wants, is for you to believe their story, right? So, mm. so you know, don't take any shortcuts. Take your time to verify with whom you're dealing. You won't be scammed. Okay, now... Um you know, one of the things is uh, it's a question of who makes the initial call. So will there ever be a situation where somebody, uh, you know, a payee will actually call you or do you have to take the initiative and call them? You know, it could go either way and, you know, be prepared for it. Um, you know, we... You know, we often hear that, um, you know, people making statements that such and such agency never does that. Well, really and truly, if you look at their website, in some situations they do. Any and everything can happen. You know, the world is quite a, a fluid, um, you know, entity now. Things do change on the fly. But always with the, uh, you know, the opportunity to verify is always going to be there. And, and, and absolutely, if somebody is, if a stranger is making the initial contact with you, you have to take the steps to verify who they are. Okay, so uh, let's go through what those steps are. Before we do, I'm just going to give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm on the line with Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre Senior Analyst Daniel Williams. We're talking about possible fraud if there's a mail strike and uh, people, especially Zoomers, have to start doing more of their business over the telephone, perhaps dealing with people that they don't know, and we want to avoid any situation like that. So, uh, Daniel, uh, let's go over the steps. How do you verify? Well, the best case scenario should be if you have access to the company's website, and you're able to verify contact phone numbers, you call that number, you know you're reaching the right people. You know, the, uh, you know, the, the stranger contacts you, the agent for such and such, you know, no need to be impolite. Take their story, you know, take all the information that they're willing to give you, and then you contact the, the entity directly, you know, preferably through, you know, through their website. Um, if you like me and you're not that great on the, on the Internet, Get your friend who knows the IT stuff to verify that, yep, this is such and such website. There you go. You know, whatever contact information they have there is valid. I know if I call that number and say, I need to speak to agent XYZ, uh, you know, extension such and such, that I'll be put in contact with the, the, the right person. Now, a lot of Zoomers say, uh, you know, only 50% of older Zoomers are uh, online, and a lot of people say, well, I, I don't have access to a computer, uh, don't have a friend who's good on computers. What do they do? Well, I would, um, you know, if, if you're given a, a, a contact phone number for you to call them, look up some old correspondence that, you know, from that company, you know, verify that, you know, that is indeed a, a number that you recognize. And if it's not a number that you recognize, tell them, I don't recognize that number, I can't verify it, we're going to have to do something else. 
mm-hmm. you know, put put the ball in their court that, you know, I'm being reasonable, you know, I want to, you know, fulfill my obligations, but I need to be comfortable. Um, you haven't given me anything to, you know, that I can verify at this point. And of course, you know, no matter, no amount of sweet talk over the phone is going to convince me, uh, you know, who I'm dealing with. It, it has to be something that I can verify in black and white. Yeah, and I think the is it good advice to try to get off the phone? Like, don't let them keep you on the phone. If there's any any risk at all that you think that you're giving them information, absolutely feel free to hang up. Uh, when you when you're dealing with a stranger, I'm sorry, it has to be that the information flows only one way. They're they're supplying you with information. You shouldn't be verifying anything. Um, you know, not not even. You know what bank you deal with. You know what stores you. Go, that's none of a stranger's business. You don't know who they are. They have a story to give you. You you document it, and then you can check it. And if you think that, you know, if you find yourself reaching into your wallet to pull out something to read to them, stop right there, hang up, and you know, be be better preferred if and when they they call again. Mm-hmm. So do not give them any information. So Don't uh, give and don't verify because a clever scammer knows exactly how to uh, use, you know, leading questions to start narrowing down which bank you deal with, which credit card you have, uh, you know, and, you know, you think that you're verifying what they already have while they're taking educated guesses and you're just making it, you know, easier and easier for them. The same way, you know, a, a Vegas fake um, soothsayer can... You know, with a few questions, can tell you this and that about your life. You know, the same way a clever scammer knows how to uh, ask questions, where it seems like you're verifying what they have when indeed they're they're fishing for info. So yeah, if if um, don't verify, uh, they don't. You know, they don't have the right to any of your information on an incoming call. Uh, they, you know, they certainly have the right to give you information, which you can then verify safely and okay. taking the time. You know, okay, don't Daniel. Rush through it. Daniel, let's take a call. Uh, we're going to Gary in London. Hi, Gary. Hi, how are you today, Lizzie? Fine, how are you? I'm well. Um, all the people have to do, it's like me as well. We don't have internet. We don't have online banking. We don't let them take the money out of our accounts. Because if they take too much, then they just want to put it on your account instead of putting it back. So all people really have to do is pay what they paid the previous month. And if there's any overage or underage, pay it the following month. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that I would guess... save a lot of the scamming on uh, telephones and all that through the Internet and all that. Uh, that That's probably a pretty good suggestion. I guess people might be worried, you know, in, in, in a credit card situation, if you don't pay the full amount, you're going to get charged interest. Well, uh, a lot of people don't pay the full amounts, do they, within the 28 days or whatever. Yeah. A lot of them pay minimum payments. But as long as you make a payment on that account, they really can't go after you too much. No, they can't go after you, but they can charge you interest. Daniel, do you have uh, anything to say about that? Well, if, I mean, if these are payments that you're making through your bank, I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine being in a safer situation. I mean, you know, the scammers aren't going to be able to intercept payments that you're making if it's directly through your bank. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would certainly go that route. And, and by the way, I mean, if you have to pay somebody uh, in, a, you know, in a different manner because of this situation, the safest route will always be your credit card. Uh, as long as you're handing over your credit card information in a reasonable manner to people who have you know, reasonably convinced you that they are such and such, if they're not, you dispute it with your card company and you get your money back. 
you know there's an amazing amount of protection when you when you use your credit card to make uh you know a, a legitimate uh purchase and if the scammers are clever enough to um you know somehow uh trick you in in that manner as long as you can show you know and you you should have something to show this is what this is why I gave out this information this is what I based it on your card company is going to be able to get that money back for you um you know really 100% of the time okay that's also a, a very good uh piece of advice um Gary in London thanks very much for your call Oh, thank you very much. And help uh, somebody, anyhow. Okay. And uh, Daniel Williams from the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center, uh, thank you for your input. We appreciate it very much. My pleasure. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.